Welcome to a Hope Alive Church podcast, where we strive to be an authentic family of believers, where we believe everyone can encounter the living hope found only in Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy the word. Amen. Romans chapter 12, let's go to the word today. I hope that you came ready to receive from the Lord today. So excited that you're here. There's a bunch of us here today. Praise God. Looks like the gym on the first few weeks of the year. Amen. Good to have y'all. Amen. Good to have you. Welcome. Come back again often. Amen. Now, good to have you. Romans chapter 12. I want to talk about the blessing in honor. The blessing, the blessing in honor. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. I'm going to read you the same verse, but I'm going to read you from two different translations. This is a great Bible study hack. If you want to unpack and want to peel off the layers of any particular text in the Bible, read it in two or three different translations. It will speak to you in ways that just reading it in one uh, might not. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Love one another deeply. Say amen to that. And honor others more than yourselves. Love one another deeply. And honor others more than yourselves. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version because I like one word in here. Love one another with brotherly affection or sisterly affection. Or if you're husband and wife, brother and sisterly affection, you know what I mean? And outdo, everybody say outdo. Outdo one another in showing honor. Love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another. Mm, Outdo them with showing honor to each other. The word honor. We don't hear that very much these days, do we? Honor. Just that one word, look at it, honor, by itself. Just that one word is something that I believe that the body of Christ should be better at at doing. And the Lord is dealing with me as a pastor and dealing with me as the leader of Hope Alive Church in this season to dig deeper. When y'all saw me saying hallelujah and praising God, I've, I've just come to terms that if I have to praise God by myself, I am going to praise God and give him the praise he is worthy of. And, and why I don't ask, I'm not asking for a, a pat on the back as much as I'm just trying to tell you. I cannot go into this new year uh, hungry for the things that we already ate last year. This is a general theme that God's given us. He gave it to us last Sunday when we said we're changing churches. We're moving from a church that just settles to a church that wants deeper. Once more, once more intimate places with God. I want to be trusted with more of God's wisdom and understanding in my life. I want to be trusted with a word for you, but with a word for my life that God can find me faithful to be trusted with. We did that last Sunday. Then Wednesday night, we came in here and God absolutely plowed the place Wednesday night. If you were here Wednesday night, we had a whole church service and then we dismissed and had a whole nother church service at the same time. The, the Holy Spirit was in these altars on a Wednesday night, just, just wrecking people and just, just touching people and, and people left out of there with, with God speaking to them with many mighty, that's what I want. 
If you want to come to a cute church where you can just sit around and dress up one day a week and wear match with your boo on Sunday and take a selfie and take a selfie and sit and hide your sin and be comfortable with the chains. Now, now Christians not only have, have tolerated their chains, they've started decorating their chains as well. They've turned their chains into apparel and accessories and jewelry. And now, now it is my sin that I wear on the outside. Used to, we hid our sin on the inside. But now the devil's got people bold. They'll just flaunt their sin. They'll just hold their sin out and just make it think, make you think it's okay. Pastor Martha said something is very true you are safe here but the Holy Spirit won't let your sin be safe here at Hope Alive Church you are safe to be who God created you to be but who he didn't create you to be was to be somebody who was bound up and chained up and enslaved to sin sin is not safe because the Holy Spirit will convict you and he'll grow you but honor is something that I think that is necessary for us to go to a different level. Is what are we willing and who are we willing to honor in order to grow as believers, to grow as people? It seems like in the society and the day and the age we live in, honor has disappeared from our vocabulary. When is the last time you said honor? When is the last time you, some of you might have said your honor here recently. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but when is the, <laughs> yes, your honor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have said that. <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a picture too. All right. That's okay. Some of y'all jumping on Google now. Going to see what this is about. It seems like honor has disappeared from our vocabulary, thus it has disappeared from our lives. See, there was a time we talked about honor. There was a time, some of you will remember, some of you won't. We said yes sir and no sir and yes ma'am and no ma'am because we honored those that were older than us, that were wiser than us. There was honor in our vocab. We taught our kids, no, you speak to them correct. Stand up and speak to them. You know, like the Hispanic culture, when you come into somebody's house, you have to greet every single person in the room. That's a little, maybe it's a little traditional, but I, it confused the heck out of me when I first started. that. I got to say hi to all 71 of these people, right? <laughs> My God in heaven, hug each one. You don't even know them. You're sitting there hugging them. I don't know who you are. That was a time people learned, they honored one another. There was a time that honor meant something. What does it mean now? Well, honor, the definition, the dictionary describes honor as a good name or public esteem. The definition calls honor a showing of mutual respect. But look what one definition says, not always merited. Sometimes you honor some things that they didn't necessarily earn. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but to regard or to treat someone with admiration and respect. See, people have become too comfortable with dishonor. We have tolerated dishonor. We've tolerated dishonor for ourselves. Hello, somebody. We've tolerated dishonor in dishonoring one another. We've tolerated dishonor in the house of God where we should have brought honor to church. We brought dishonor to church. Dishonor is popular now. 
You get on a news network or you get on sports or really anything on television now, people are not necessarily known for what they're for. They're known for who they stand up against. Because honor will get you a mic- dishonor will get you a microphone. Dishonoring people uh, will, will, will get you, get you a, a crowd, get you a following. Uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes preached a message one time that I really, really uh, would encourage you to listen to. It's called Comrades, Constituents, and uh, 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 something else. But it basically is teaching us that not everybody that's standing with you is for you. They're just against the same things that you're against. Because we have, we have become a little bit comfortable with just surrounding ourselves with people that are willing to dishonor the things we dishonor. And so we've lost the true focus and lost the true meaning of honor. There was a time when honor was a principle. There was a time where honor was present in our nation. It was a time when we could honor our, 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 our fellow man. We could honor our neighbor. We could honor one another. Some people say, well, I do what I'm told. That doesn't mean honor. Obedience is not the same as honor because you can do what you're told and have a bad attitude and still be dishonorable. This is good preaching. Listen to this. You, you, can, you can obey the words that you were told to do and just do the minimum that you're told but still not give honor to those God has placed as leaders above you. Silence doesn't necessarily mean honor. Because some people have allowed others to dishonor them just because they have kept their mouth shut and didn't know how to stand up for themselves. Silence does not always mean honor. Just because you don't hear somebody talking about you doesn't mean they're not talking about you. And just because nobody hears you talking about somebody else doesn't mean you ain't saying bad things and gossiping and slandering and cutting each other down. That is dishonor. And this dishonorable spirit, this spirit of dishonor that we have tolerated has crept into our prayer lives. It has crept into our marriages. It has crept into our friendships. It has crept in to, to how we treat people, how we deal with people. We, we, it has crept into our minds and allowed us to sit at tables at restaurants and dishonor a waiter or waitress because we think that they are lower than us. If we are going to go to a higher place in God, we have to put honor back at the forefront of the body of Christ and be the honorable church that God called us to be. Say amen. Amen. A spirit of dishonor will will jump on you. Uh, 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 Families are in turmoil today because there has been no honor amongst one another. Some of you have even been estranged or disconnected or hurt by family because there has been no borders or no boundaries or no mindset of honor that has been in our families. Employees treat their empl- employers and treat their employees dishonorable. And then employees cheat on their time and treat their employers dishonorable. And we've tolerated dishonor. And now we've taught our kids how to dishonor programs and taught how to get away with this and get away with that. Why? Because we've just bred dishonor into the next generation. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen on Sunday morning. And dishonor has become the forefront. And, and as, a, as a believer and as someone who has, has grown up around the yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am generations where we didn't just say, any, you know, kids now, you know, suck their teeth when they, they don't like what's being said to them. 
If I would have sucked my teeth, I'd have been missing about four or five of them. Look at your neighbor, see if they're missing any teeth. Maybe they smack their lips. Oh my gosh, some of y'all really are missing some teeth, so I wasn't meaning it like that, but like, one time I, I, I called my mother a cuss word. God dang, you bunch of Pharisees and hypocrites. Act like y'all ain't ever cussed somebody in your life. Oh, <laughs> Billy, bring me that rock. I got a rock up here since y'all ain't got no sin in your life. I called my mom the B word one time. Yeah. I forgot that day, actually. She hit me so hard. And I'm not promoting abuse or anything like that, but, but she knocked. I had memory loss because she hit me so hard. She, she backhanded me, cut the video for a minute. She backhanded me, <laughs> one of them big old diamond rings she wears, cut me on the side of my face, she hit me so hard. Because I, I, for a moment in time, I crept into a place of dishonor and thank God I had an honorable mother that put me right back where I needed to go. Yeah, let me have that rock. Thank you, Billy. Let he who is without sin. I keep it, Paul, I keep it up here. Because sometimes they get to chewing on me like they ain't got no sin in their life. Well, come on, here. Just come on up and get it whenever you're ready. <laughs> Our churches have become weak and powerless. And, and, and they die off because we refuse to honor the spirit of God, the disciplines of God, the word of God, the leaders that God has given us to help correct and guide us. And I believe honor is a kingdom virtue. I wrote this down. I believe honor is a kingdom virtue that God gave us to not only model as image bearers of him. He's an honorable God. But I believe it is a powerful key that unlocks and releases the kingdom of heaven and unimaginable blessings and breakthrough when we learn to honor. As Christians, it's our job to look to the word. It's our job to look to the word first and foremost. Thank God for preachers and pastors and apostles and evangelists and prophets and teachers. They are, they are necessary. How, the Bible says, how will we hear unless it's a preacher? But we look to the word to know that we're to honor God. I know you come to church, but do you honor God? Coming to church and honoring God is not the same thing. Because you can go to a restaurant and still honor a diet if you want to. If you're disciplined enough, you can do. But, but you, can, you can go to the gym and not honor what your goals are. And there's, there's plenty of ways that you can be in the house of God and have no honor. You can be here just because you're trying to ease your conscience. You can be here just because somebody told you that's what you were supposed to do. Some of you got a drug problem. Not because you like drugs. Because somebody drug you here this morning. Amen. It's a drug problem. I'm going to be here all week, guys. The jokes just keep coming. How do we honor God, Pastor Cliff? Well, number one, we honor God with our time. He's given us time. 
Number two, we honor God with our God-given talents and our resources and our abilities. Hello, somebody. Some of you are sitting on talents and gifts and abilities God gave you to use for his kingdom, but your pride or yourself will not, let you rele- will not release to do that. You want to honor God? You honor God with the breath he gave you. I'm going to always stand up here and scream and spit and sputter until people in the body of Christ understand we have a God who gave us the breath that we just took. You can't go down to Walmart and buy you more days of life. He gave it to you. What will you do in return to give it back to him? We honor God with our bodies, with our temple. We honor him with what he has entrusted us with. We honor him with our treasure. We honor him with our treasure. They're putting these up there as fast as I'm reading them because I want you to see the scriptures that back up with those things. We honor God with our treasure. We honor God, number five, with an obedient heart. It's one thing to say you love God, but do you obey his word? It's one thing to say you love your parents, but do you obey them? The Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Jesus said, if you love me, but you don't keep my commandments, you have lied to yourself. You don't love me. Hello, somebody. So we know to honor God. Number two, we know to honor each other. What Romans chapter 12, verse 10, love one another deeply with brotherly love. And outdo yourself. Honor one another. What Romans chapter 10 says, honor one another and showing this outdo one another and showing each other honor. We see that in scripture they're honoring people the, the, way that, the way that they should be treated. How many of you have ever learned the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You treat people the way you want to be treated. We don't treat people the way we want to be treated. We think it's our job to defend the way we want to be treated regardless of how we act. That is an asinine mindset. That is a, that is a hypocritical, uh, actually that's flat stupid. You want me to just say it plain English? I can't believe how stupid we have become that we think it's our job to just defend us, but screw what, how we treat somebody else. I said screw. Because we just treat people any way we want to, but we expect them to love us and honor us and take care of us. And don't you does not speaking to me any old way, but then you go around speaking to people any way you want to. No, the Bible told us to love one another affectionately with brotherly love to outdo one another. That means you lose. When you outdo one another, you have to be willing to lose so that the other person can understand how much you love them and you honor them and you value them and they mean so much to you. But we have become so selfish. To dig into the deeper things of God, we're going to have to not only honor God, but honor his word in honoring one another. Well, Pastor Cliff, uh, Pastor Cliff, I don't believe in all the things they believe in, and, and actually, I just don't like to hear them talk. And I'll, dishonor does disagreement does not mean a, a right to dishonor one another. You can disagree with someone and absolutely still honor them with brotherly love and affection and honor the word of God. Disagreement is not a, 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 an excuse or an opportunity to be ugly. Let me say this out loud. Don't call yourself a member of Hope Alive Church. Turn your merch shirt back in. We'll give you a refund if you're going to go out in the community and act like a jerk. Because if you are not going to be what God called us to be, don't represent this church. If you're not going to be nice to people in the checkout line, if you're going to, you're going to, you know, 
never mind, I'm not. No. We ought to honor all people. We ought to be nice to one another. It's time the body of Christ learns the power of honor, the blessing of honor. No matter how someone acts, I challenge you to refuse to buy into their dishonor. I challenge you this new year, if you're going to be trusted with more, which I'm about to show you, it'll be because God saw you honor him more and honor his word and honor others more. How do you honor someone you disagree with? It's very easy. Why don't you just try paying them a compliment? Why don't, you, why don't you be patient when you deal with them? Why don't you show compassion to them as a human? This morning, about 75, 80 of our volunteers got together and we held hands and we prayed for you. We prayed for the next four months, but I reminded them that humans are the only thing going to heaven. Your titles are not going to... Your titles are not going to heaven. Your doctorates are not going to heaven. Your, your accolades, all your cute clothes, none of that's going to heaven. I mean, we're going to be dressed, but we're going to be dressed up there. Amen. But, but not, not, none of that's going. Humans are going to heaven. So you should learn to be compassionate to people and find common ground uh, uh, with, with people who may not sit on the same side as you when it comes to, to issues in your life or in the community. It still does not give you a privilege to dishonor because God hears dishonor. Let me show you a scripture in Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. Watch this. Because of the Ethiopian woman who he had married. Just look at that for a second. Miriam, the Bible's first worship leader. Aaron, the Bible's first high priest. And Moses, the Bible's first prophet who led the children of Israel out of slavery. His wife died and he married a beautiful black-skinned woman, an Ethiopian woman. Amen. And, and his people had problems with that. For he had married this Ethiopian woman. And, and then they begin to murmur and they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us? And the Lord heard their complaining and murmuring and backbiting and dishonor. Because Moses did something that they didn't agree with. They had a problem with. They didn't want it around. They didn't want this. They, they, they were irritated by something. But the Bible says it was because she was Ethiopian. That's what the Bible says. Y'all see that same scripture? I want to tell you today that it doesn't matter how high you get up in God, he still hears the murmuring and dishonor in your heart. Some of you may not ever say something to trash another person or talk about another person's color to their face or out loud, but he hears the murmuring and the complaining and the things you do in your heart. I'm preaching good on, on this Sunday morning. And God called Miriam. He told Moses, he said, you tell Miriam and you tell Aaron, y'all come to the front door of the tabernacle. See, at that time, God only dwelled in the Holy of Holies. But on this occasion, God called Miriam and read it. Numbers chapter 12, that's your homework this week. Go read Numbers chapter 12, the whole story. He called him to the door. He said, let me tell y'all something. I heard you talking your mess about Moses. 
I heard you talking just because you're older than him. You think you have a privilege to be able to dishonor him because he's younger than you. If you haven't experienced this yet, you will. God will use people that are younger than you, more qualified, maybe more disqual or not as qualified as you. Maybe they haven't been in the position as long as you were in the position. And God still will call you to submit and honor them as a leader at some point in your life. If you don't have honor... And you're doing what you're told, but you're backbiting in the back office. The Lord called Miriam and, and Aaron and said, come to the front door. And look what he said. The anger of the Lord was aroused against them and he departed. And when the cloud departed after he chewed Miriam and Aaron out, suddenly Miriam became leprous as white as snow. Here she is having problems with a beautiful black woman and then she becomes white as snow, but leprous isolated, sick, could not be around others. Why am I pointing this out to you today? Because uh, dishonor is contagious and it is painful. And if you are not careful, you, you, will, you will talk because you think your opinion matters in some way against what God's told you to. You will talk yourself right into a place that you did not belong because we have tolerated dishonor. How do we get out of honor? Well, we lay aside pride. Some of you are having trouble with this conversation right now. That's a key. That's, a, that's an alarm. That's a red light to say, lay down your pride. It's okay to not be the one that knows everything on planet Earth, President You. You should be the leader of the free world since you know everything. No, the Bible says in Proverbs, humility before hum honor comes humility. If you're going to be honored or honorable, you must be humble. So we know to honor God. We know to honor others. But did you know that there is a blessing? There is biblical blessings that are tied to people who have placed honor in the right position in their heart. Me and Martha had uh, the opportunity well, it was not really an opportunity, I think, but it was kind of something we got ourselves into where we put a puzzle together, together. <laughs> Two hours. I wasn't excited about it at first, but then my anxiety kicked in and I was like, okay, let's see. And those pieces only fit in the place they're meant to go. I mean, I was sitting there, I was, I was sitting there trying to get that thing to go in the spot. Because I was frustrated. But there is a peace for that peace, a place for that peace. And you cannot rush it. You have to wait. And once you find it, it is, it is, it is, not, it is unmistakable that this is the right place it's supposed to be. Honor has a place. It has a place in the life of every believer. And once we get it in place, everybody say give it, get it in place. Once we get it in place, Honor begins to manifest things that are biblical promises. I've got four of them for you. Are you ready? Write them down really quick. Number one, honor manifests long life and success. Why? Because the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with what? Say it again, with what? What is the promise? The promise is quoting Exodus. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you and you'll have long life here on earth. When you have honor, when you have honor for others, when you have honor for those that gave you life, 
As you're a child, you're supposed to children obey your, your, your parents and the Lord for this is right. But when you get married or when you get out on your own, then you turn that obedience into honor and you honor them until the day they die. And even then past that, you honor them. This is a biblical command. This is a biblical command that was the first inkling of God issuing promises to people who would honor. Honoring your father and mother. Honoring the people who God found fit enough to come together and in human form create your behind. And we have the nerve to turn around and dishonor those who gave us life. Your parents are not perfect. I just thought it was my parents that weren't perfect until I became a parent. Then I found out as a parent, I'm not perfect either. In fact, I'm far from it. In fact, I can stand here today and tell you my parents did the best they could. They knew how. The best they were taught. They took everything they learned as kids. They came together. They tried to figure it out. Did they make mistakes? Yes. Do they make mistakes as humans? Heck, everybody in this place does. If you don't, because there's a rock up here, just go ahead and have at it. Uh, but everybody makes mistakes. But that doesn't give us the privilege just because they have made some mistakes in your life. Let me tell you something. You still should honor them because there is a level of blessing God wants to manifest in your life when you learn to honor those in authority over you. Pastor Cliff, my parent, you don't know what my parents did to me. Okay, well, let me talk about those. Those that were abusive. Those that did not it's hard to honor them because of what they said to you, what you saw happen. Maybe some of you were physically hurt by parents. I know you're in the room. And I feel like God is telling me to tell you that, that he sees every single thing. And he is going to, to make things right. But we still have an obligation. Maybe we don't speak to them, but we can still pray for them. As believers, we can still we can still do it. Maybe you are talking to them and maybe you can, just, you can just compliment them or maybe you can find some way to honor them because honor is for you, not for them. Honor is a position of your heart, not a reward for their behavior. My dad is sitting up here uh, on the front row uh, through, through, through the last three years watching me preach and, and hugging me and encouraging me. And, and he has not always been the, the dad that he wanted to be, just like I've not always been the dad I want to be. But let me say it from the mountaintops, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my dad who dug through the wells, who, who, who worked hard, who stayed up late, went, went, to, went to bed late, uh, all the things so that I could be here today. Hope Alive Church is here because he had the character to pass the baton and say, I have ran a long time, but it is your turn to take the baton and run from here on out. Maybe you have parents who say, well, they never did that for me. You've tolerated dishonor in your heart because of what they've done. Today, I want to tell you it is a biblical command to find a way to honor them, even if it's honoring them from a distance. I'm not saying you have to go in back into that abusive or negative or hateful or hurtful. Maybe you've established some boundaries in your life. Maybe through Jesus and therapy and prayer, you've learned that this is an area I cannot go right now. But that doesn't mean you cannot honor them. That doesn't mean you cannot honor be honorable as a child. 
Spiritual parents. I'm going to do something that's hard for me to do. It's hard for me to do, and I ask God for a, a pass, you know, a, a get out of a preaching message pass. Only preachers know what that is. When God tells you to preach something and you feel convicted in your heart that you are not worthy to preach something like that. But if you don't preach what he says to preach, he'll use somebody else to preach it. And he'll say, get out. If you ain't going to be a mouthpiece for me, then you need to get out of the way. See, I want to remind you, God doesn't use perfect people to be pastors and leaders. God doesn't use flawless people. We are not holier than you. We, it, 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 we all have issues. I don't want my skeleton closet to open up like you don't want your skeleton closet to open up. But God gives the spiritual parents. Pastor Andy... Pastor Brandon, Pastor Martha, myself, all these other ministers and leaders, uh, God has given them to you, to your family, to your kids, to your teenagers, to help parent and to lead and to guide. There is a certain honor, the Bible says, that comes upon elders. They're worthy, the Bible says, of double honor because they have been willing to step up and say, I'll do what I can to shepherd, to teach. And, and this sounds self-serving as I'm the pastor. I, think, I thought to myself, people are gonna think I'm conceited. No, I, I wanna tell you, if you don't learn this position, you will not position your children to learn it either. Thus you will pass generations of cursing on when God has told us to honor those who have spiritual rule over us. Pastor Cliff, is that even in the word? I'm so glad that you asked if it was in the word. Let me tell you what Jesus said in Luke chapter 8, verse 21. He said, my brothers and sisters, uh, my mother and my brothers are all those who hear God's word and obey it. They were asking him, where is your mother? Where is your brothers? And he said, I don't, I don't care about them right now. I care about the people who I've gained spiritual family with. Paul told the Corinthian church, he said, I became your father in Christ when I preached the good news to you. This is in Romans or 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. I became your father in Christ. So God gives us honor to our, uh, that, that creates long life and peace. Number two, are y'all still with me today? Number two, honor manifests financial blessing. When we learn to honor God with our money, Proverbs, y'all can take a deep breath. I already took up the offering, don't worry. <laughs> Proverbs chapter three says, honor the Lord with your wealth. How can he, how can you honor him if he can't even get you to let loose of it? How can you honor him with your wealth if you're always living paycheck to paycheck broke? It's not God's will for us to be broke. It's not God's will for us to barely get by. He said that he would give us the best. He said in verse 10 that your storerooms will be so full they cannot hold everything. If you don't believe this, you need to just rip it out and don't dare call yourself a full gospel Christian. Call yourself a partial gospel. Because the Bible says your huge jars will spill over with fresh wine. There is a manifested financial result when honor is in place. When the piece of honor is plugged in, you'll be able to see it. You see how quiet it is? Because we're all a little stingy with our money. God tells us to bless others and we ask God to send a camel through the door if he really means that's you, God. If you really mean that's you. Or let three unicorns fly by right now if that's really you, God. 
Just giving in an offering is such a, such a teeth pull because our pride in our flesh thinks we don't have nothing to give. If you got a penny sitting in the cup holder of your car, you're not stingy, you're just lazy. Amen, Cliff. Thank you, Cliff. That's amazing. You're preaching good. Thank you so much. I like your jacket, Cliff. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't expect many amens on that, but when we honor the Lord with our wealth and when we give him the first share of our crops, you see what that says? Ooh. The first share. Cain and Abel, they both brought an offering to God. Abel brought the best of his fruits and vegetables. Cain brought a crippled lamb, not the best of his flocks. One brought the, and only you know what is the best. In two weeks from today, I am going to give on Vision Sunday a vision offering. I'm going to give, in my opinion, the biggest offering I've ever given. And I'm only telling you that because I am not allowing myself and my fear, because you know what, I have some fear sometimes too. I'm not allowing my fear to dictate whether I can be trusted with blessings and resources in this new year anymore. I am not allowing fear of financial failure to, to speak louder than the faith that I have in the Father. You missed a good place to say amen right there. Honor manifests financial blessing. Number three, honor manifests souls. People get saved when you learn to have honor in its place. The book of Titus chapter 2 says, urge bondservants. Everybody say, that's me. Let me try that again. Urge bondservants. Say, that's me. Make these bondservants to be subject to their own masters and everything to be pleasing and to not talk back and not stealing things regardless of value, but proving themselves trustworthy. Everybody say, Trustworthy. So that in every respect, they will adorn and do credit to the teaching of God our Savior. Which means when we are honorable, when we are trustworthy in the marketplace, let me, let me talk to business owners and, and entrepreneurs and, and people who are out there uh, doing business in the marketplace. When we stop doing business to try to be the, the best in the market, but do business to please the Lord in everything we do, we please the Lord. That blessing comes upon us. But when we do business in a trustworthy manner, people get saved. Because we point to Christ with the honor that we give. If you want your business to be blessed, make your business more honorable. If you want your sales quota to increase and you want to be recognized and you want to be rewarded and paid accordingly for your sales quota, do business like a Christian. Be honorable. Own your word. Uh, uh, honor your word. Do what you say you're going to do. Because honor attracts people to the God on the inside of you. You see, it does credit to the message of God, our Savior. It points people. It adorns this. Some people have never met God, but they have met you. That's good news. Let me tell you some bad news. Some people have never met God, but they have met you. Let me say it again. Good news is they met you. The bad news is they met you. And sometimes we, we misrepresent. Did you know you are the only Bible some people will ever read? 
You are the only Jesus picture that some people will ever encounter in this earth. And unless we start doing things like Jesus, you think Jesus would come in here and just take advantage of any old thing and just do? No, he flipped tables and he defended people that could not defend themselves. He took it. He, he, he disrupted economies and systems that were built to take advantage and to, to marginalize people just because of the way they believe and the way that he stood up for them. That is when... That is when blessing comes is when we learn to be honorable because it leads people to the light on the inside of us. And the fourth thing, I'm closing with this, is honor manifests miracles. These are just four. There are literally, there's literally hundreds of promises that come with honor. I want to read one passage of scripture. Matthew chapter 13, when Jesus had finished these parables, he left there. Look what it says in verse 54. When he, come, he came to Nazareth, his hometown, he began teaching them in their synagogue, and they were astonished. And they said, look what, this, look what these Pharisees said. They said, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? What is the source? Stay with me, please. What is the source of his authority? And his sisters, are they not living here in the same town as us? When did this man get all this wisdom and power? And they took offense, the Bible says in verse 57. They took offense to the message of Jesus. And they refused to believe in him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and in his own household. But watch this then he could not do any more miracles because there was no honor and that honor led to unbelief. Here you have the son of the living God in the midst and because people refused to be honorable and honor the gift that was, they saw him grow up they saw him, they saw him like a little kid is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not little Cliff that used to walk around the church? Little four-eyed Cliff had a cow lick. Little nerd. Is this not people that we grew up around? How in the world could this Jesus do anything for us? He's just a carpenter's son. He's just Mary's kid. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. And here the Christ, the Word made flesh and dwelt among us, speaking in the synagogue, imparting rhema wisdom unto people. But because there was no honor, there was no miracles. No honor, no miracles. Let me say it again. If we want miracles in this year, we have to honor one another. We have to respect one another. We have to make room for one another. We have, to, we have to do what we can to let one another know we may not agree on every single issue. Uh, our mayor here in this town is a member of our church and him and I uh, talk often and I tell him, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that. But you are safe to come to church here because we don't have to agree in everything in order for us to love one another and pray for one another and grow in one another. You may not agree with the White House during this term, but that does not give you a privilege. 
to dishonor them. Your little tongue-in-cheek comments. We have become better political uh, uh, voices than we are Christians. And if we're going to go into the holy of holies, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. No miracle, no honor, no miracles. It didn't just say Jesus didn't want to. No, I felt like he was there because he wanted to do miracles. He wanted to heal, but because of their dishonor. And because they have taken a position to dishonor the man of God, he could not do miracles. See, there's some things in your life he wants to do, but because dishonor is present, he cannot do. Oh, we always grew up in church here and God can do anything. Well, let me tell you what God can't do. He can't go back on his word. And if there is no honor, there is no miracles. I want to declare on this second Sunday of 2003 as the pastor of Hope Alive Church in 2003, Hope Alive Church is stepping into a greater honor culture. You hear me? I am, I am declaring today that we are going to honor one another. Number one, we're going to honor God and his word and his house to the best of our ability. Number two, we're going to honor who God created. Maybe they didn't, maybe they are not the same as me. Maybe they don't look like me, vote like me, talk like me, walk like me, but that doesn't deputize me to dishonor them. I'm going to honor one another. We're going to honor him. We're going to honor one another because when honor is present, my miracle is on the line. My, my breakthrough is on the line. I have tolerated dishonor in my life. I have been dishonorable. And I have to stop. Because if I'm going to go deeper, I have to have that puzzle piece in place. Hope Alive Church. Oh, James, I begged God, give me another message. Y'all probably get tired of hearing me say this, but I did. I have not been honorable. I've messed up. But he said, if you want to go deeper, put honor in its place. You want your praise to be higher? Put honor in its place. You want your worship to go deeper? Put honor in its place. You want your prayer to burn hotter? honor some of you have grown up I've grown up underneath your eye underneath your nose some of you were around here when I was making mistakes as this age and this Asian but I do want to say God has put me in this position for such a time as this and if you don't think that you can honor what God's doing here at Hope Alive Church I won't hate you Maybe you should find a place you can honor. But God is calling Hope Alive Church to a greater culture of honor. And I want to lead it. Sylvia, I want to do it because if I don't, he'll bump me out of the way and he'll get somebody who does. If you want more miracles in your life, if you're praying for healing but nothing is manifesting, maybe it's because you have tolerated dishonor. The Holy Spirit just told me there are people in this room whose parents have hurt you. 
they have hurt you. And it is the source of tolerated and covered up and secret dishonor. I tolerate them, but I can't find it in my heart to honor them. Today, God has so much for you in this new year, and I'm sounding the alarm that that peace of honor has to be in place. Stand to your feet. Close your eyes. I got eight minutes. I'm going to close this service. Come on, close your eyes. Look, look at the puzzle of your heart. Is that peace in position? As we were doing that puzzle, we got excited because when it came down to the very end, we knew that there was just a few pieces on the table left to finish the whole picture. I need my prayer team to come quickly. Is that puzzle piece in place? Or have you tolerated a spirit of dishonor? If you're watching me online right now, have you, have you prayed for provision? Have you prayed for answers? Have you prayed for miracles? And nothing has happened. I feel the word of the Lord telling me to tell you it is probably because there is no honor. And today we have to lay down a spirit of dishonor. The altars are open. If you need prayer, if you want to come pray with somebody, your parents have hurt you. Your, someone else has hurt you. You have allowed yourself to tolerate dishonor. I want you to get out of your seat and come quickly. We don't have much time. Come quickly to this altar and let's lay down dishonor and put our hearts back in a place of honor. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms or visit us online at myhopealive.church.